Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Music News. This is episode three. My guest is Comfort Club. Hello, Comfort Club. What is your real name and how did you get, how did you come to Comfort Club? I think it's a really cool name. Thank you. Yeah, um, my name's Colin. Um, I decided on Comfort Club. Basically, I was thinking about myself and my music and I was putting out music under my birth name which is Colin Tracy and it just didn't have like a good flow to it it didn't feel that catchy um so I came up with comfort club one day and I was like I gotta run with this because I'm I kind of like give off those vibes I think of just like for sure like you know I wear sweatpants and like a sweatshirt all the time so um and my music too is like not it's I don't do anything crazy like I'm pretty simple with my stuff so I think it's just kind of like feel good comfort music and yeah, it, it just kind of, the name just kind of came to me one day and I ran with it and I'm glad that I did. That's that's really amazing. I think, I love your name. I think it really connects to your music really well. And even like the space you're in right now, it just looks cozy. Like, um, yeah, it's, yeah, and it's, <laughs> I'm not trying too hard. I'm just kind of being myself and it, it that's why I think it works. I think it, yeah. if I was trying to be something I wasn't, it probably wouldn't work as well, but it's just, I've been this person my whole life. So it, I just kind of stepped right into it. Yeah, I think that's a great part of like being an independent artist. You kind of get to explore, you know, your own taste of music, putting that into your own art. And I think you you encapsulate that really well, especially in the indie world. I guess I want to talk about your music. So what would you say is like your favorite track that you've ever recorded so far? Um, I'd say it's it's kind of a tie between, I feel like New Ways to Miss You is the song that sort of put me on the map and it's sort of stylistically I feel like all this uh, all the textures and the sounds in that song and the the concept are very much me um but then I have another song called the internet which I feel like is also it's kind of like I have two different career paths that I want to go and I think I can do both of them which is cool because there's one side of it which is like the guitar driven like drums behind it and all that stuff which is kind of like the new ways to miss you and the most recent one okay on my own is very much in that group and then the internet is more of like more of like a pop song with like trap drums on it and like I don't know I think I I like doing both of those so I kind of have two answers to what my favorite song is that's cool um I really love the internet like that song I I think is really addictive to listen to and I think it's super relatable because you know we are living in a society where like we're so addicted to technology and I love how you said like I can't live without you just like I can't live without the internet that wasn't even me trying to like write a millennial line I wasn't like oh this one's gonna sell really well I was just like that's true it was like 2 a.m and I was on Instagram. And I was like, I, I can't live without the internet. <laughs> it's literally mm-hmm. the most addicting thing. It's like infiltrated my life. Um, and then, yeah, writing a song about it was so easy because the, the uh, correlation between the two is just incredible. Like it's, it was a perfect match and an easy song to write. Yeah, it's definitely an easy song to listen to. Where are you from? How old are you? And when did you start make like really start pursuing music? Like decided that it was something that you really were passionate about and you wanted to do yeah um so I'm 24 I'm from Michigan originally Uh, my birthday is July 8th I'm a cancer 
just throwing in some extra tidbits. Okay, emotional. I get that. <laughs> I get that vibe from your music. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely make cancer music. Um, <laughs> and I started making music. So I started being inspired by music heavily when I was like 17. I saw John Mayer live and it changed my life completely. Like that was the night after I saw that show, I started playing guitar every day and I haven't not picked up a guitar since. Like it was a life-changing experience. Um, so I played guitar kind of like through, I started my senior year of high school, played through college, just like figuring it out. Um, and then I started taking music seriously after college, which was, I graduated in 2018 from Michigan State. Um, and that's kind of, I worked like a real adult job for not even a year. And I was like, I can't do that. So I moved home, started working at Starbucks and started making music. And then I'm here now. That sounds, that's really cool. Honestly, you know, I think the nine to five thing is kind of, it's kind of lost upon our generation now, especially with COVID and like, and, and I think as, you know, I don't know, what would you call us Gen Z, I guess? I guess we're, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're just like more of a creative generation, not to stump on the other generation, but I, I think like, there's so many emerging artists coming from, you know, Gen Z and I think entrepreneurial wise, you know, everyone's trying to just do their own thing kind of. No yeah, one really wants to like I think, work. Uh, I think if you sort of look at the world that we live in right now, it's so dominated by entertainment. Like, I mean, if you think of I think of everyone I know who works a nine to five, on their way to work, they're listening to music. At work, they're either listening to music or on their lunch, they're watching an episode of The Office or something. And then they go home and they watch entertainment. Like, we're so thirsty for entertainment right now. And that kind of goes with social media, too. But I would say more so entertainment. Like, that's what we really gravitate to. And probably most of our pull to social media is from entertainment. Like, we want to go see what our favorite musician or our favorite actor or whatever is doing. Um, or, like, YouTuber or anything like that. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's that our generation is leaning towards like we love entertainment and we love being entertained. Um, so I think there's so much room for it. It's just like who's going to do all the stuff that no one wants to do? Like, yeah, all the that aren't in entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who are some artists that you would say like inspire your music and inspire your style of music? Like how you make it, what you put into it. Yeah, I'd say. Um, I mean, John Mayer was the original, like, reason. It's sort of, that's sort of, like, the undercurrent of everything I do. But I'm really inspired currently by, like, Alexander 23, Role Model, Omar Apollo, Dominic Fike, like, those kinds of artists that mm -hmm. I feel like are really blending songwriting with production, like, with really modern production. For and sure. Not to, not to, like, dismiss the work of other people, but I feel like, a lot of pop music right now is kind of lacking in like lyrical content, but those sure. artists that I mentioned, like they're, they're basically like their songs could stand alone as like poetry They're I feel like the lyrics are that good. Um, so it, I think I'm drawn to that. Cause that's what I want to do. Like I want to, at my core, I'm a lyricist. Like that's what I want to be known for is writing things that people can relate to or things that people would get tattooed. Cause they think it's a cool line, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to like waste any of my opportunity in songs as with like wasted lyrics or anything. I want every line to like pack a punch. Um, and yeah, those artists, I feel like do that really well. 
I think, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think all those artists you mentioned are amazing. And I think part of being an independent artist is, you know, writing your own songs. Yeah. And especially, and I think they definitely incorporate the instrumentals like really well with their lyrics. And I think people undermine the the importance of lyricism yeah. because I mean, like with huge pop stars, there's probably like 20 songwriters on one song, you know, that you hear on mainstream radio. And I and like I don't think it had it holds the same depth as someone, you know, who is actually like a poet, a lyricism that put, you know, all their blood, sweat, and tears into a song. And because people really feel that raw emotion. Yeah, and I think when it comes to, like, sort of shelf life for a song, if the lyrics, like, pop songs are great. I love pop songs. But if the lyrics are nothing that interests me, then it's going to get one listen for me or maybe, like, two. But if the lyrics are something I can dive deeper and every time I listen, I go... I didn't even hear that line the first time. That's so profound. Or it hits you when you're in a different mood. And then you're like, wow, this lyric is really pulling at my heartstrings too. That's where I feel like lyricism is like almost the most powerful thing that I think you can do in music. Um, and that's why I'm so drawn to it. Cause it's, I mean, lyrics are, yeah, they're at the core of everything I like about music. And then everything that surrounds it is just sort of second tier. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, I think, now with the indie world a lot of genres are being blended and i think all those artists that you mentioned really do a great job of blending those genres they're such feel-good songs even when they're not like feel-good songs and that's kind of what i'm going for too Mm -hmm. is like sort of writing in those major keys and making sure the song has like a nice energy to it even if the topic of the song isn't like a happy song you know well yeah i think i listened to your song Another song that I liked by you was I Tell My Therapist About You. And I thought that was such like a catchy title. Like I had to listen to that song because I was like, you know, therapy, huh? Yeah, that one one is the most true song that I've ever written. Like every every line in that is true. And whereas, I mean, as a songwriter, there's times where you have to embellish things or you know, like write something that isn't hundred percent true or just to fit like a rhyme scheme or something. Yeah. Um, but that song is, yeah, that one is from the heart. Everything in that song happened to me and is true. So. And that's really cool that you can write from experiences because I think a lot of people, yeah, like you said, they have to embellish in songwriting yeah. because it's like, well, you know, like I didn't experience this, but maybe I will experience it or maybe someone else has experienced it. Yeah. So maybe this can be relatable to someone. But when you can actually like take a story that you've experienced and really put it into a song, like that's magical. Yeah. And then if it relates to other people, that's a home run in my opinion. Yeah. So what would you say is a lyric that you've written that completely you know ties in with your existence and that you know every time you hear it you kind of like it kind of just makes your heart rush because you're like wow like this is something that I wrote this something that is just part of my existence yeah I think um the one that came to mind which I could I don't know I can't always think of all my lyrics on the top of my head but um I have a song called love sounds better when it's spoken And there's a line in it that says, staring at a popcorn ceiling, trying to figure out the meaning of life. 
And that is like the most true lyric to my existence. Like I have, not to say that I have a lot of like existential crises, but I think- I can appreciate that. (laughs) Everyone, including myself, is just has those moments where you're just like, what is happening right now? Like, why am I here? What am I doing? Like, what is the point of all of this? What, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just all go through that pretty often. And I think we're all more open about it now. Um, But I think that was like a, that's a lyric that every time I sing it, it, there's emotion coming out of me, definitely. Cause it's just true. Like I've, I've laid on my bed so many times and stared at the ceiling and be like, what am I doing? Should I keep doing this? Should I do something else? Should I talk to that person? Should I, you know, it, everything. It just, it makes you question everything and slowing down to just stare at the ceiling. Is- I think that's a super relatable and visual lyric because I've, I can tell you right now that I've definitely done that. Like you're in a hotel or something like that and there's popcorn ceilings and just like looking at it and like, yeah, having like all those thoughts like come to your mind. So have you done shows like pre COVID and do you plan on having a tour post COVID? Yeah. So before COVID I was just sort of getting comfort club off the ground. So I wasn't doing shows or anything. I've like in the past I've played in like indie bands and I've, um, done like acoustic shows and stuff but I feel like now I've sort of figured out who I am as an artist and what I want to do so during COVID I did a couple um, I actually did a tour on Zoom where I played like five different shows but yeah I haven't played a show yet an in-person show as Comfort Club and I really want to because I feel like I've figured out my sound and I feel like my catalog is strong at this point and I'm and I want to meet people like that that's part of the reason I do this is just to like make friends and like get to know people and, and share in music. And I feel like I'm contributing something to the music world by like making these songs and stuff. And I've always been a fan of music, but now I'm excited to get to like give that to other people. I think your music has a draw to it for the indie world, especially because it's, it's relatable. It's raw. It's, it's, refreshing you know because a lot of people are just trying so hard to just like put out an image that isn't really them it's just crazy when these like really super independent artists become like huge and they get signed to labels and it's like you know are they independent anymore after that you know what is what direction does that take independent music you know it's kind of weird like I'm so happy for them like I'm glad that they're getting this much like notoriety and stuff but I just feel like it takes like it takes away from the music that they're making and like I mean like you look at Billie Eilish and Phineas like they're making songs in their bedroom and I think they do a good job of still doing that like I from what I know obviously I don't know them at all but (laughs) um, I think like I think they work in their bedroom still which is really cool. And then they're putting out music that's like the biggest stuff in the world. But yeah, it's just once there's so many hands involved and so many people who have opinions on it, it just, it, yeah, it gets watered down pretty quickly from yeah. being like a pure um, emotional endeavor. Moving on from that, you know, talking about the artists that influence your music, what would you say is like a dream collab or a, honestly even a realistic collab at this point yeah um honestly someone that i can't believe i didn't even talk about yet is charlie bird like i'm a huge fan of his Mm -hmm. um i actually i used to play at the same open mic that he played at because we went he went to michigan state for like a year 
Um, and then fast forward like three or four years or whatever. And I saw that he was like blowing up and I was like, I recognize that name. Um, he's incredible. I would love to work with him. Like he's someone that I just think is musically like a genius. Um, so he, I think he would be like a dream collab for me or even just a dream, like hang out and like try to write a song together. Like it wouldn't even yeah. have to come out. I just, I feel like he's so, so he has an amazing voice. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I feel like he's a once in a generation type artist and yeah. just to create in the same space as him, I think would be really cool. Yeah. He has good vibes. Yeah. I could definitely see you guys doing a collab. That would be insane. Yeah. I think it, I think that music is super experimental in that way. Like with artists, you know, you kind of think of like, so what would like this artist, like would this artist, you know, like my music Would my favorite artist like my music, you know, I mean, it's a very, it's, it's a super scary thing to think about because you're like, you know, they're like, the shit it's that like pure acceptance thing it's almost like i always relate it to like if the cool kid at your school like acknowledged you or something you'd be like oh my gosh that was crazy like that <laughs> yeah. those those moments and like i've had a few of those in my career so far where like another like an artist i love or something was like like i sent them my song and they're like yo that's cool or like i don't know like an artist i love follows me or something i'm like oh my gosh these are people that i've like looked up to for years and they acknowledge my existence <laughs> It's, yeah, that's it's crazy. just crazy. That pure acceptance is something that I definitely strive for. Yeah, and I think, you know, building a fan base is, like, also, like, a good support community. Like, everything, everything like that, like, being an artist is, is super helpful. And, and I think recognition, like, it, it's probably the greatest feeling in the world. Can you, can you tell me about some, like, times that you got recognized or had like kind of like a break and you were just like super excited yeah. about it yeah so probably like the most notable one was uh Rit Momney who was like he blew up like last year for um put your records on like he went huge on TikTok and like that song went crazy um so I had opened for him with the band I was playing in in 2018 and was like a huge fan of his stuff. And this was literally like the day I think that I branded myself as Comfort Club. Um, even though I was playing in another band, we went out to dinner with like Rip Momney after the show. Um, and he like asked me about my music and I was like, oh, like I'm just starting out. Like I'm, I have this indie pop project called Comfort Club and I'm just like figuring it out. And then like a year and a half later, I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, hey, I got this song, like, would you, would you want to work on it? And then he like hit me back and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll like co-produce it. So um, oh, wow. that song's tip of the iceberg in December. And uh, yeah, I got to work with him on it. And it was, it was one of those things where it's like, that's a guy who I've idolized for like two years. And I think he just makes incredible music. And then we're on zoom working on a song. And it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Can't believe these things are happening. They're, they're so surreal. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on from that point, like, do you have any, like, new music, you know, that you're working on? And, like, what can we expect yeah. from, like, Comfort Club new music? Yeah, um, I have a few songs that I'm ready to put that are, I have one song that's done that's ready to come out. I just don't have a release date for it yet. Um, and that's another one where I got to work with an artist that I, like, really look up to. 
Um, so that one I'm excited for hopefully in the next couple months. Um, and then I have another one that I produced myself that I got a friend to play on that I really look up to as well. Um, and then probably a collaboration at some point. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to try to keep putting out singles, I think, for the time being, because that seems to be the, the route to sort of establish yourself as an independent artist is I tried doing the EP thing and it didn't really work that well. So I'm going to try just putting singles out and see if I can catch some attention. And then, I don't know, the, the, the biggest goal for me is playing shows when that's a thing and touring. Like, that's my biggest goal. I don't really care if I don't have the best numbers on Spotify as long as I'm getting to do those things because that's like true engagement with fans. There's definitely a connection that you put into the world when you perform because you get to engage yeah. with people and you get to share your music with people in a really intimate way that can't be really expressed through streams. Like in the past, I was kind of worried about it because I didn't have my... Like I felt like I had some elements of my performances that'd be boring when I was just playing acoustic. Um, but now that I'm playing electric and playing with like my basically playing to my songs um, and there's people who actually know them now, just cool. Yeah. That's dope. Like knowing that you have like fans and that you have people that um, are going to come to your performances or supporting you. And it's, it's a great feeling for sure. Do you like have any plan to like be an opener or you just, are you doing like a headline tour? Um, no, I don't have any plan. I have no plans at all. <laughs> like I've, I want to have just, plans. Just that, playing it by ear. Like, no one has like hit me up about opening for them. Um, and honestly, like if it gets to a point where music, like where shows are coming back and no one is trying to like take me on the road with them, then I'll probably try to do something myself, like play some shows across the country I think uh, 100% like someone will take you on tour with them and I'm optimistic but I'm cautiously yeah. optimistic. It I get it that has, like it's um, it's definitely like a a hard, you know, ground to reach. What would you say is like a song that like if no one's heard any of your music before, no one's heard of you, like what is this one song that you would be like listen to this, I'm putting you on. Oh gosh. Um I think it's the internet. I, I really genuinely think that is like my all encompassing song because it, it has the lyrics. It has a little tease of guitar in there too, to kind of show that I can do that. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's catchy. I don't know. I think that, I think that one would get stuck in your head. Yeah, and, for sure. And, it, and I think it would work with a lot of audiences, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, it's like a chill acoustic vibe, but it's it's like catchy that you can like you can yeah. get into. It. Like I could see like you know a crowd like I can't yeah. live without you. Just like yeah, yeah. You know? that, that's what I'm excited for too. I need to. I want to see how crowds react to these songs and how I can work the crowd. You know. Thank you everyone for listening to New Music Muse. I want to thank my guest Comfort Club. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about your music and your journey. And can't wait to hear more from you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, everyone who listened this far, thanks for listening. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Comfort Club. Um, Twitter is Comfy Club Music. And my website is comfortclubmusic.com. So that's pretty much all you need to know, I think, at this point.